everyone welcome to withering effect episode 134 today's date is march 6 2022 and i am duds or duds versus to the rest of the interwebs and i'm jimbo you may know me as jimbo slice 23 so what have you been up to this week duds uh designing a new base um a whole new base kind of so i've outgrown my quote-unquote starter house Mm -hmm. it's still functional it's still useful but i'm overflowing in a couple of chests like deep slate i already have two chests full of deep slate and now i'm overflowing uh same with spruce wood who could imagine that building in a spruce forest you'd run out of space to store all the spruce wood you chopped down right well there's always a time where the starting place always gets a little cluttered you know gets a little tight yeah i was smelting a bunch of glass and i only have four furnaces so it took a little while yeah so i need i need an auto smelter and stuff like that and i just don't have space for that now Mm -hmm. i'm at the point now where creativity is really kicking my butt the area i'm building in is not really inspiring to me right now which is hurting yeah Everyone knows my style by now, and I love to be inside somewhere. Mm. I'm an interiors guy. I'll dig a hole in a mountainside, build a base that way. It's the easiest thing in the world. It's a lot easier to expand, I feel like. So much easier to expand that way. Mm -hmm. And I really can't do that where I'm at now. I have to basically design a building with everything I want in it thought of in advance, even though I might not be able to build the thing I'm thinking of for three or four months down the road. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest part. <laughs> I'm building inside of the ground mm-hmm. and outside, just above it on the island. But um, for instance, I had, I had these farms I want to put in my base. One didn't quite fit in, which is the creeper farm. But because I live in the ground, I could just pick a hole, you know? I'll just pick a hole, dig a hole out there, make it look pretty. Yep. And that there it is. I could put the creeper farm there. If you're above ground, it's a little bit different, you know. Mm-hmm. I definitely know what you're dealing with. Well, and the other part is this I'm building essentially my own survival over again. Okay. It's the same base formation and everything. Yeah, a little bit. And I didn't realize it till like this week. I was like, oh no, this is like the exact same thing just on a grander scale okay and it's like oh so i'm trying to i'm trying to work on a what essentially would be my largest exterior building i've ever built Ooh, it that's that's tough for me because i'm not an exteriors guy but i'm trying to plan out all the stuff that has to go inside of the interior and making it look good at the same time and i'm building in a style i've never really built in like i'd call most of my building style a more modern-ish style mm-hmm. whereas now i have to throw in i, I don't want to say a uh, medieval style but it's very much a craftsman style house like more log cabin mm-hmm. style building and that's something i'm not very good at so it's it's slow and i feel bad because that's all i've done this weekend is been in creative mode trying to design a building that may not get built for two episodes. Ooh. So it's like the content is probably a little draining right now. I need to get on and get some stuff worked out 
And I've got three or four iterations of this same building that I'm trying to work out. And it's getting to the point where it's like, look, I just need to probably stop designing and creative because that's never been my forte anyways and just start placing blocks in survival. Yeah. And build on it from there. Yeah. I'm in the same situation as you and I'm thinking about doing the same thing. Just jump out of creative, you know, start placing some blocks. Already, I kind of got something going there, but yeah, just placing blocks in survival helps you move on. You know, it mm-hmm. gets you out of that creative block sometimes. Exactly. But other than that, like, that's it. Like, <laughs> since last week, I haven't done an absolute ton on the server. Most of my time has been in creative mode. Yeah. What about you? What have you been up to? Well, I've, I've been in creative mode also, trying to design a house for my island, mm-hmm. kind of like a cottage type of deal. And I have a picture. I shared it in the Discord, and I'm trying to put it in Minecraft. Yeah. And you kind of can't. You kind of got to switch a bunch of stuff. In the picture, all the colors are the same, so I got to kind of try to find the blocks that I think would go right here. And mm-hmm. it looks good, but it doesn't look like that picture, you know. And I kind of want it to look like that picture. If I can get it all done to where, you know, it, it looks good, it looks like a cottage, like a build, and not so much like the picture, then I'll be okay with that. As long as it looks good, again, I'm doing the interior. I'm, I want to do a full interior because I've never done that before. And, yeah, you know, that's that's what I like to do. And from season to season, do things I'm not usually, you know, I'm not usually do, I'm out, outside my comfort zone, mm-hmm. similar to what you're doing. So, yeah, yeah I've been doing that. And it's, it's kind of coming together. Again, there's like this part of the building to where I, I feel like if I go in, in survival and just started placing blocks, the only, only problem is, is do, you, do I have the blocks I need? Right. You know, I want to make sure this, this part of the house has certain blocks, you know. I, I, I want to know what blocks I'm using, for one. I'm the exact same way. Yeah, so I don't want to go in survival and then not have the right blocks and place all these blocks and have to tear it down. That's the only bad part about it, but mm-hmm. it does get the juices flowing. But I'm dealing with that in uh, creative mode. I usually don't go in creative either. And I've done been doing a lot of landscaping. To put the house on the island, I need a, a good-looking island, so I wanted to landscape a little bit. It kind of goes in with the storyline of my episode. Mm-hmm. I'll re- be revealing a lot more of that next episode. But with the landscaping and designing and creative, it's kind of held me up a little bit. But... uh I, I want to get to building more farms. I want to add the creeper farm. I had an entrance, like I was just saying. I, I added an entrance into my base to the creeper farm. Just haven't dug it out or anything. I have the spot. I just want to get my storyline in, get some things done on the outside to where I can move on Yeah. and get this creeper farm in. I have a lot of the stuff to do, a lot of plans, but just a lot of creative I'm going to have to go to to figure out how I'm going to do some of these things. Yeah, that's the worst part is... The, the planning to make sure everything's working the way it should, but then at the same time, not knowing exactly what you want. Right. Like, I'm so used to going into a season with an overall picture in my head. Ever since the third season of Comicraft, I've had a picture in my head of what the final base will look like. So I can, like, pick little tiny pieces and continue to grow. Just chunk it out a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. But this season is the first time I've gone in essentially blind. No plan, and <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to try to uh, switch up my building style a little bit. In the ground, I notice it's fairly similar to what I build with, mm-hmm. but I just I get real jealous when I see 
all these Minecraft players, like some of the, you know, the, the really, really good builders, it doesn't matter what style it is. You know, I have trouble with certain styles, but some people just, they just know, you know, they, they can build in any style. You give them a style, they'll build a building in it. And like, I, I just want, I just want a cottage right here by the water. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's all I want. And there's probably a hundred thousand people that could build that easy. Oh, and I can't, you know, trust me. I got my own thing. So I finished my light block farm last episode, right? And I was trying to put a cover over top of it. So I'm trying to build this hobbit hole and it just looks like garbage. <laughs> like it's a hot mess. I'm like, Tip it's in. a hobbit hole. It shouldn't be that hard to build. Why does this style not work with me? And I'm working on it, working on it. I can't figure it. And finally, I'm cashing in my IOU to Link because Link does amazing hobbit holes. Mm-hmm. So she comes over and like within an evening, knocks it out. Done. Yeah. Oh, she came to your base and did it. Yep. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. I saw the picture. I was like, man, she even has the world download and everything. <laughs> yep. Pretty cool. Yeah. There's just some styles that physically don't mesh well with people. I, I have definitely seen that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good thing there's a, you know, Hermitcraft just started back up. Those of you who don't know, Hermitcraft is here. Yep. It does help gain inspiration from watching these pro builders build these awesome looking buildings. Though, like I said, you can see it, you know, doesn't mean you can build it. So <laughs> I know I haven't seen his episode yet, but Rindog's factory, just seeing that from a, uh, a distance in other people's videos, I'm like, oh, that looks so good. Yeah, and I don't see him as that kind of builder either, so he's expanding his building. Mm -hmm. At least I don't remember him building anything like that. Uh, He did that a lot early in Hermitcraft and Kingdomcraft. Okay. that That's an original style it's like he's going back to. Okay, yeah, I don't ever remember that style, Rindog. Yeah, should we go ahead and move on to the news? Uh, Yeah, I'm ready. All right, not a lot of news. Kind of seems to be a reoccurring theme lately. So we we had the uh, deep dark, what is it called? Experimental snapshot. Experiment. That's the word. I was like expose. No, it's, <laughs> it starts with an ex. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, but yeah, the experimental snapshot released now. One eighteen two is fully released. The big things from that are the new tagging system for basically everything in the system. Uh, the new place feature where you can essentially place everything in the tag system and data packs need to be updated to version nine instead of version eight. Mm. So there's that. So if we were to upgrade our server. Yeah, winter would have to go through and change a number. Oh, that'd sound too bad. Could be, it could be a pain. I don't know. I don't moderate. Yeah, I don't know what all goes into upgrading from version eight to version nine, but right. if it's like texture packs, texture packs, it's just a single number that you just open the code and switch and it works. Hopefully. Hopefully that's the case. The other news is if you play Java, you now have Bedrock for PC. If you play Bedrock for PC, you've got Java. Cool. That's all coming in the new launcher, uh, which I still don't use. Sorry, Mojang, but your new launcher is horrible. Me neither. I think I tried to use it once and I had issues with something. And I'm like, why even use it? I'll just use the other. Yeah, I gave it a good two weeks of trying to use it. And for me to click on the icon to start the game and for me to get into Ripple Effect took something like seven minutes. Hmm. It was just so slow. 
and I know it's not my computer. Yeah. Doing it the old way is still longer than it should, but it's less than two minutes. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah. That being said, I have got my money for my CPU, and I will be ordering that sucker any day now. I just have to have the courage to disconnect my entire computer and put a new CPU in. Yeah. I always hate doing that, because it... you. That's like the core, too. Yeah, you lose at least a day or two just making... Because it, it really is a simple, easy upgrade. Mm-hmm. It takes less than 15 minutes to install it, but it's the unhooking all the computer stuff. And when I do that, I'm going to rearrange my desk. So, like, right now my GoXLR is underneath my monitors, which means every time I need to hit the mute button, I have to roll up and, like, reach and move. And I'd rather have it down towards my hand where my hand's on the mouse. Mm-hmm. So there would be a lot of changes coming with that. Yeah, I always seem to do that when I put new parts in, just to redo everything. Yeah. I'm already putting a part in. But maybe that'll mean faster load times. I'll give the new launcher a try again when that happens. Yeah, see how that goes. As of right now, the old launcher is still the better launcher for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to put a new CPU in. And it's originally when you build a PC, that's the first thing you mess with. Mm-hmm. Put the CPU in, make sure it's secure you build around it so that being the first thing you do you have to take a bunch of parts out yeah one see and i'm weird and i build my computers backwards and i know there'd be a lot of people who build computers who will yell at me for doing this but i always buy a modular psu Mm -hmm. so i put the the psu in before anything else okay and then do the motherboard stuff after so it's easier for me to run the the uh, power plugs and I know there's a ton of computer guys going, no, you have to test it before you install it. You won't know if it works or not, bro. It's like, yeah, I know, but I just want to build a computer. <laughs> yeah, I had some troubleshooting issues when I did mine. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. That's all the news we got this week. Like we said, it was not a news-heavy week. Yeah, well, Hermitcraft started. That's another thing for the news. It's That's something we watch and we yeah like to talk about. I, I was excited. For Hermitcraft to come back, I felt Minecraft in a whole was taking a bit of a of a beating without those guys on. Yeah, it seemed like it, didn't it? Yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where, yes, there's not a direct link, but it's one of those when there's good, high-quality content out there with more recognizable names, mm-hmm. it kind of trickles down to the smaller names. Yeah, I was always curious. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. How our numbers compare with them uploading or not uploading you know what i mean because we're in the same category i have actually a direct correlation as of this morning oh okay so for the two months they were off my number steadily dropped uh not so much in viewership that's the one thing i can say about my community that's great mm-hmm. is i average about the same viewership on every episode nice it sometimes takes a little bit such as, like, I don't get most of my views day one or in the first 48 hours like most people get. Mm-hmm. I get most of my views within the first week. But I generally can get between 80 to 100 views every episode. Nice. Which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. But the subscriber count, before Hermitcraft quit, I was gaining at least a sub a day. If I got one sub a day, that was actually a slow day. Mm. And then Hermitcraft quit. And then I went from a sub a day to a sub a week. Ah. Such as last week, I gained one sub. And I was like, ooh, this is rough. Hermitcraft started 24 hours ago. I gained four subs overnight. Ooh. 
I, I didn't grab any. And you're like, oh, well, that could be a, it, well, like, everyone could be like, that's a coincidence, except for when you look at the chart, you can see the slow decline of subs per day, per week, and then all of a sudden, doop. Now, we'll see if that continues to uptrend. Right. But with the influx of Minecraft content, I think more Minecraft content's getting pushed around. Mm-hmm. And that helps. And the good thing about Hermitcraft, it's more centered around YouTube instead of Twitch. Yes. So it, it kind of helps drive traffic to our channels as well. Mm-hmm. And I just think about last night, because I watched so much Hermitcraft, I got three or four new like small subscribers, less than 500 subs in my recommended. I thoroughly enjoyed it. They all got a sub from me last night. Oh, nice. If you're one of the one of the people I watched last night, GG. Yeah, that's cool. Should we go into listener comments, or do you have something else? No, that's all. Okay. <laughs> Yay, Herbercraft. <laughs> that's all. Let's see. We got a listener comment from I Am Car Danvers. They ask, what would you guys think the scope of the 119 update will be? You know, the wild update, or as Carl calls it, Caves and Cliffs Part 3. They also say the swamps and birch forests seem to be confirmed. Do you think any other biomes will be included? If so, what would your top picks be? I'm really hoping they include other biomes. I mean, all we really got to see is the swamp. Even the birch isn't like confirmed. That's what I was about to say. I don't even know if we're going to get the birch. Birch. I haven't seen yeah. a single picture other than a concept art. Yeah, concept art. Yeah, that's it. There hasn't been any any minecraft visuals of it so it's yep it's hard to say i I, you think they gave the experimental snapshot there would be Mm -hmm. well they didn't give us swamps there i don't think just deep dark no yeah just deep dark you would think a little bit more information would have been spilled out there about these new biomes but i'm just seeing swamp frogs tadpoles Mm -hmm. you know we, we got our mangrove trees mud it's a good bit for one biome not gonna lie but it really is i feel like yeah in order for me to be right that it's a biome update i think they're gonna have to touch up on more biomes or else it just doesn't count for just one yeah updating one biome doesn't make it a biome update right even adding the deep dark a completely new biome doesn't make it a biome update correct it and you're right in the fact that we we don't have anything on the birch forest, and I'm kind of doubting we're going to get anything on the birch forest. I don't want to say we've seen all we're going to get in the wild update, because I don't think that. Mm-hmm. I definitely think there's more work being done behind the scenes, and they're just not ready to show it yet. Yeah. I also know that we're slowly closing in on the summer release date, and that gets a little worrisome. Is it this summer they're releasing it on 19? That's what it was advertised. That being said, we, we've had delays before. Yeah, I'm, we just got an update in December. That's what I was mm-hmm. kind of confused about. Well, we got that update in December because it was delayed from the summer. Right. Yeah, I was just going to say that. But yeah, there's a there's a bunch of biomes that we voted on early on mm-hmm. and uh, that didn't make it. That were supposed to make it eventually. That was the idea. Just because you didn't vote on them now doesn't mean they're not going to be implemented later. And I feel like the wild update, this is your opportunity to put in the new biomes. It depends how big that biome update is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they have a huge update for the savannah that we have no idea, you know. I was just about to say, savannah is the one I want to see the most because I feel like it's becoming a forgotten biome. Mm -hmm. 
Not a lot of people build and play there. Savannah used to be my absolutely favorite. Well, Shattered Savannah, my absolute favorite. Yeah, it is cool. Mm. Any kind of wacky terrain uh-huh. can be inspiring. But Birch Forest, I did have this thought the other day. I'd like to see a new tree. And by that, I don't mean like a full-on new tree type. Kind of like how you have the oak tree, and then you have the big oak tree. Okay. I'd like to see a birch tree and maybe a big birch tree. Not exactly the exact same shape, per se. They don't grow the same? Right, just just changing up how they grow. And now, that, that might upset some uh, log farmers and their machines. It does. I'm upset. <laughs> Quiet down, lumberjack. This is for interesting <laughs> stuff. But yeah, I'd like to see a new birch tree. That'd be cool. I really like the idea of the fallen birch tree that you would find in the biome, just kind of like logs laying on their side on the ground. Mm-hmm. They do have that for bedrock. Yep. The the side mushrooms on the trees were really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, now that all could just be concept art, you know? Yeah. Because they didn't seem like big mushrooms like protruding out of the trees. It could be something that grows on the trees. But as of right now, I just see a birch tree. Yeah, there's little mushrooms there, but I don't know if that's part of the update. To me, these are things that I would think could be added to the game relatively easily. Yes. So it wouldn't take a lot of time. So yeah, we may not have seen anything from the birch forest yet, but maybe these are things they're adding in and they know it's not that huge of an addition. So they can wait a little bit, pay more attention to the ancient cities in the deep dark. The big bulk of the update is coming there we know that yeah i was gonna say that too like there's so much to the deep dark that hasn't been answered too and that's what Mm -hmm. they're giving us let alone the biomes like we have questions about the biomes but you know there's also this giant portal in the deep dark there's also what's in the deep dark why why do we want to go there you know we're waiting for the loot to drop Mm -hmm. so we don't know I i think them waiting on some of these things would give away the future a little bit yeah, we might see what's in the portal in two updates, I feel like. Something along those lines. Yeah, and it may not even be a portal. Yeah, it might not. It, it totally looks like a portal. It seems like it's going to act like a portal. Though, I will say, if it's not a portal, let us mine those blocks. Let us create those blocks. Those are good-looking blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as of right now, we don't know what they're for. Yeah. To me, that's my biggest frustration in this game, is to put something in the game I then have to find a way to travel to, to use. And it's like, I want to be able to be creative with the blocks. Let me, like, the geodes. I have my nice light block farm with the geode in the hallway, but because my hallway was blunt one block off, I now can't use one specific budding amethyst (laughs) because of that. It's like, let me move a block one block. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, maybe by piston. Yeah, why not? Exactly. Well, I want to craft those reinforced blocks. They look so good. And putting them on the corner of a deep slate build would look absolutely amazing. Yeah. So it can be used in a lot of instances. Yeah. But yeah, maybe maybe it being craft, it's just reinforced deep slate, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe adding iron to deep slate? You know, maybe. Exactly. It looks like something that can be gra- crafted. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fresh Rock is live in the chat and he's mentioning that. They do need to keep the adventuring part of the game alive. Uh, I just gave up on thinking about <laughs> geodes. I get they want to keep the adventuring part alive. Yeah. But once I have found something, it is no longer an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> it's now just travel time. 
which means I'm wasting time moving back and forth that I could be playing the game or wasting time AFKing at a spot that I could be playing the game. Yeah, I guess it it is. I don't know, you can, I, don't know, I forget what I was going to say here. You can take a break with what you're doing when playing Minecraft to go adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ever needed a break, I do that sometimes. You know, if I feel like I'm building too much, if I'm landscaping too much, I'll just go out and explore a little bit, see some really cool things, and come back. But you're right. Once once you have your home, this is your base. You know, you don't want to get too far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've done that a couple times. I've come across the uh, Dark Oak Mansion and stuff on my little adventures. Mm-hmm. But it's the way I play the game. I like building small, efficient farms that can run in the background. that don't lag anything that can be constantly running so I can get the materials I need at a decent pace. If I have to go travel somewhere, I'm now building the most massive farm I can, no matter lag or anything like that, just so I can AFK there the least amount of time possible so I can have more time to play the game than to, wait, if that makes sense. No, I get it. Like, you look at my wheat farm. It's it's a small farm. You, you look at my sugarcane farm. I think it, my sugarcane farm is seven blocks long, and that's it. And I already have a chest full of it. Just running quietly in the background. It's so nice. The geodes are down below my base, luckily. So they're just running in the background. And it's it's nice to have that, to have to go to a location. I get wanting players to explore, but I want to bring stuff back, too. Yeah, Geo is a, a complicated one. It is. Because not only do you, I mean, if you don't get lucky enough and base around it, then it's not going to grow unless you're near it. So you'd have to go there, wait, Yeah. AFK. You know, if it's near you, at least you can work on your base while it yeah. produces the crystals. Well, luckily, geodes do spawn quite frequently underground. Yeah, more often than I thought. The problem is running into one. Right. Yep, there could be one right next to you. You'd have no idea. Yeah, I was lucky enough to run into one of mine when I was doing the iron farm, and I just so happened to follow the cave around to notice I had two more right next to each other. Mm. So I got lucky on that. I don't even use the first one I found because the other two were such an easy, close-together find. Yeah, I found one early this season that I don't go to anymore. Yeah. I have one right under my base. Pretty convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty nice. But we have definitely diverted from the question. Yeah, maybe we answered the other questions, though, during that. <laughs> Probably not. But we did answer the first part of Swamps and the Birch Forest seems to be confirmed. But if there was a biome I had to pick that would be included in there, it would be Savannah's. I'd love to see Savannah's get an update. Yeah, I'd probably go Desert. Desert would be a close second for me. Possibly Mesa, just because, I don't know, Mesa's kind of unique in itself. Yeah, I'd say Desert. Mesa's already look cool to me. Yeah, that's a thing. They are a bit barren, but they do have mine shafts and stuff towards the surface. Yeah, I feel like it's more busy than the desert. Yeah, but uh, thank you for those questions. I am Cara Danvers. That comment was from our Discord, and it's the only place where you can talk to everyone who works on the show easily. Just take YDYT's word for it. Hey everyone, I'm YDYT, and I'm a member of the Weathering Effect Discord. It's a great place to hang out with fellow listeners like me, and the people who work on the show. So join today, and let's discuss the game we love. There are links in the show notes. Speaking of the Discord, it's the only place you can get involved in our mending- Whoa, I totally just skipped a section there. Mm Mm-hmm.
I've been off all morning. Thank you for the Discord ad, YDYT. And speaking of the Discord, it's the only place you can get involved in our mending Minecraft vote. This week, we asked you to choose between one of three mobs for us to discuss and improve. Your choices were Panda, Skeleton Horseman, and Husk. And the winner of Mending Minecraft this week is... Skeleton Horseman. Yeah. I was so hoping it wasn't the panda. Yeah, it was close. I think the panda... No, not with the panda. Yeah. The Husk had 21 votes. Skeleton Horseman had... 26 so it's close between them yeah panda only four i had some ideas for the husk but not as much for the husk as a skeleton horseman mm-hmm. yeah skeleton horseman is pretty rare mm-hmm. so a few things on the skeleton horseman a skeleton horseman is a jockey type mob that can spawn during a thunderstorm an uncommon type of weather in minecraft which is called a skeleton trap i misspelled that <laughs> the lightning is triggered when a player moves with ten, within 10 blocks of the skeleton horse, which triggers a four-skeleton rider wearing riders wearing enchanted gear will appear riding the horses. I, I messed that up, too. But you get I think you got it. Yeah, words are hard today. Yeah, that was, I don't know. Did I write that right? Skeleton horsemen can spawn in different variants, strays and wither skeletons. That was the last thing I had that I saw on there. I've never seen a skeleton horseman spawn as a stray or a wither skeleton. Yeah, I I don't know if that's a true statement, but it was on the wiki. But that's it. Mm. That's all. You know, skeleton horseman, pretty rare. Yeah. I think the skeleton horseman trap's actually pretty cool. It's a bit annoying, mm-hmm. but it is, it is a cool tra- uh, trap. When it first came out, I remember we were in season one of Comicraft, and these stupid things were littered everywhere. So they were really annoying when they first came out. It seems to have been fixed over time. Mm-hmm. But I, I really actually like this. They all spawn with enchanted helmets. And the wiki was like, well, you can farm arrows and enchanted helmets with this. If you are getting your enchanted helmet from a skeleton horseman and not a villager, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Just putting it out there. That enchanted leather hat is worthless. Yeah, well, it's iron. It's iron? They always spawn with iron. That's another thing I didn't put on there. Always an iron hat and a bow. Deal worthless. May or may not be enchanted. Yeah, so I like the fact that they can spawn with the lightning trap, but I also think they should be, like, native to a biome. Oh, okay. So maybe the Badlands. Maybe they have a 25% chance of spawning in the Badlands. Oh, okay. More percentage in certain biomes. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily by lightning attack. Like, you don't need to wait for... They just... Night has spawned, so they spawn. Maybe put some stray wither or stray skeleton horsemen in the, the frozen biomes. Yeah. That'd be cool. Maybe there are. You know, maybe the wiki's telling us this and we just didn't realize it. I kind of want to go do some science now. Now that we can control the weather on Ripple Effect, it sounds like we need to go to some snowy areas start getting some lightning strikes yeah there's something else on the wiki that confused me so that might not be right about the strays something about uh it turns into a skeleton i always thought it spawned as a skeleton oh yeah yeah, yeah. i saw that too oh yeah a horse transforms into a skeletal form and upon being approached the horse transform into a skeletal form yeah they just wrote that wrong because remember you'll see a skeleton horse 
and then when you walk upon it, it turns into the horse skeleton or the skeleton horseman. Yeah. Yeah, they just worded it weird. Yeah, they said the horse transforms. Yeah, when I first saw it, I expected like a full on regular horse to transform into a skeleton horse. Okay. Yeah, that's what looks like it's saying, but but yeah, maybe biome specific. I think that would be really cool. And then I had the idea of maybe changing up how they attack. So as of right now, skeleton horses are really quick, especially in their lateral movement. Mm -hmm. But what if you always hear the phrase circle the wagons? It's like an old West thing. And uh, I thought it would be cool if skeleton horses could be generally smart enough to move in a circular motion around the player. Mm -hmm. Okay. It doesn't have to be a really tight circle, but maybe a, like with a radius of 10 blocks or something. So they're constantly kind of moving. And then at random, one of the four horsemen could do a charge attack. So they would break the circle and then just sprint right at the player. And maybe this is something a skeleton horse can do that a regular horse can't do and trample. Okay. You could cause damage just by running to... We know the Ravager can do this, especially like when it comes to like crops and stuff like that. So what if a skeleton horse could kind of do that to the player? So now you have a new attack you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about just bows. Now you got to worry about getting run over. Yeah, make them a little more deadly. Maybe not all the skeletons have bows and arrows. Maybe some of them have an axe or a sword. Ooh. And that'll make the charge attack even worse. Skeleton with an axe or sword? Yeah. Never seen that. Oh, yeah. They'll shoot arrows out of them, watch. <laughs> you gave him a sword or an axe. But I was just thinking of just ways to change it up. I think it's a fun, unique mob. It's not a crazy, difficult mob, and I don't want it to be a crazy, difficult mob. I just wanted uh, a little bit of different to the randomization, because right now when those guys spawn, it's just chaotic arrows firing for like two minutes. Before you get them all killed. Yeah, sometimes they kill each other. Right. If there could be some strategy in it, that could be cool. I don't know if you remember this, but I really miss this and how one of the skeleton horses would be, would have like a lot of hearts. I don't remember this. Have like 20 hearts or something like that. Well, 20 hearts would just be regular line, I think. But I remember, like, usually, what are they, six hearts or so? I, I have no clue. They're very fragile when you get them. But they used to have one spawn out of the four, at least randomly, you could get one where it'd have like two rows of hearts, and that's your guy, you know, that's the one you keep. You don't get that now. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you get a, a weak skeleton horse every time. Sometimes they might be fast, but I feel like those horses, because they're more rare, should have something, even even the, the trample thing, you know, there should be something special about the skeleton horse where you want one. Yes. I don't even think you could put armor on it. Well, that's why I thought the trampling ability would be a good, unique thing for a skeleton horse. Because the horses you ride normally, they they can't, they wouldn't actually be good for combat. Mm -hmm. But a skeleton horse, now you can trample and cause injury to things. Now it's good for combat. So if you're into horseback combat, you'd want a skeleton horse. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, and if their hearts are that weak, it just wouldn't line up. Right. So I feel like. Yeah, so you should definitely have armor on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, skeleton horse, which I don't think... You can't do that right now, right? No, I don't think you can. Dumb. Mm-hmm. It kind of takes the skeletal away. Yeah. From the horse. Can't really see it, I guess, but still. That's all I got. Yeah, I think that's it. 
All right. So for our topic, we have several questions with the combined efforts of WireGuy and High Hopes. Mm -hmm. We're going to answer some of them. If we run out of time, we're going to move them to the post show because they are actually fun ones to answer and stuff, which I was super excited for. When I when I asked in Discord if anyone had any topics, WireGuy put in kind of a joke question, but then High Hopes just dumped massive amounts of stuff with it. And it, it was awesome to see. So we want to play around with these. The first question going on the fact that Hermitcraft has just started up, we're finding out that they're playing on a blind seed. Mm -hmm. So they have no clue where things are. And they want to know how would we feel starting a season blind? I did that. What started blind? Yeah, I think the only thing we knew about the seed, or at least I knew about the seed, was that we had a big lake in the middle and I had a taiga that was right on the side of the lake. Yeah. Those were the only things I knew. This season I didn't get to I never even picked out my base location. Yeah. I just kinda went in there. I had an idea of what I wanted to build, but not the starter idea, not a lot of things I built I didn't really think about at the beginning. Yep. Yeah, I think I don't know. With the SMP, I I, I would love to start new, to be honest. A fresh new blind world i would love to do that as an smp though i feel like you have other people involved mm -hmm. to where you know you want to make sure everyone's happy i'm sure everyone would be okay with starting blind but you know maybe you have this plan in your head beforehand and you need a certain location and to go find it might take a lot longer in a blind world yes than it would you know in a, a voted on world that everyone knows of yeah exactly and like I'm trying to think where the desert is in our world right now. I'm, what, 10 episodes in, and I think I've been to the desert once. Yeah, been there twice. I got there. I don't know how I got there. Couldn't tell you what, what I road I took. Yeah, same with the gravel area. I've never been there. I got all my gravel from the nether. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm technically still playing blind. I think the only thing I looked up was coordinates for the ocean monument so we could do the guardian farm. And even then, I spent two days flying around looking for an ocean monument before I gave up to put it. And I was surprised. Usually, you go out into a big ocean or a big body of water, you'll find an ocean monument. And I could not find one. Hmm. But Yeah, any big body of water, usually. Yep. The closest one was buried under ice. <laughs> hmm. I remember that. Yeah, you were there the stream when me and Carl went ahead and built it and had to dig it out. Mm -hmm. That was all one stream, wasn't it? That was one stream. We built a guardian. Well, we defeated the Elder Guardians and built a guardian farm. That's how easy those farms are to make now. So I guess, I don't know, I guess it wouldn't be completely blind. I mean, at the beginning, it would be blind. It's a beautiful world, by the way. Mm -hmm. But uh, like you said, you can always look for coordinates. You can always look around. Having said that, they do have borders. I feel like, you know, they're going to update the world even further when 119 comes out. Yep. And uh, yeah, so it's blind, but you can always... You know, there's always uh, third-party applications you can use to figure out where certain things are if you need it. Yeah, I feel like the first part of this season with them will feel a lot like when they were in the Mesa. Okay. You remember when they started that season? Mm-hmm. They're all going to be relatively close by and building on top of each other. And then when it's time to expand, they're going to open the world borders up. And then you'll start seeing a bunch of mega bases and everything popped up. Yeah. Next question is... Different topic, but same vein. There are hardcore slash half-hearted in other various concepts. What ways might you decide to complicate or simplify the experience? Me and you talked about this. 
Yeah, one kind of concept. And I had an idea for a hardcore world where we could play just straight up hardcore, but if someone died, there would be a way to revive them. You'd have to make some kind of big sacrifice, though. Yeah. That just goes on the, I would hate to be building something and have creative juices flowing and really enjoying it just to lose the world. Yeah. Me and you are on the same page there. Like, hardcore sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Just a challenge. And it's actually really popular on YouTube, especially what the 100 Days Hardcore Challenge. Yeah. But yeah, if if you die, that's all for nothing. You know, it's... Well, it depends on how many videos you get out of it. You know, that's what you get out of it. But yeah, all that, the builds and everything, you just lost everything. So we were talking about doing one together to where you could possibly, you know, you could die, but you can get brought back, mm-hmm. which could switch it up a little bit. It's a new concept, I feel like. Yeah, and I think it would allow you to play the series longer than it would normally be. It allows you to have an SMP feeling without... I mean, if you're playing a hardcore SMP, that sounds great until you start to lose members to death, and now you're the only one playing in this world. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the way I would do it is I'd put like restrictions, obviously, on it. Like maybe when a player dies, they drop their head, so someone else on the server has to go get the head and then like take it to a shrine or something. Maybe that's in world spawn and place the head on the shrine in a, I don't know drop something in there maybe it's a netherite block or something but that's how you would revive a player so there's still a chance that that player who dies doesn't ever come back if the players on the server can't find their head or where they specifically died that person's gone there's no coming back so there's still a huge risk in that it could be a very passive way to kick someone off the server too (laughs) it could be like let's say carl dies carl dies which happens daily Mm mm-hmm you could just not bring him back. You're like, ah, yeah, why? Why deal? We're just going to have to bring him back again. <laughs> you were the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah, you're wasting our netherite, Carl. Sorry, you can't. <laughs> we're not going to bring you back anymore. We voted. That is a great idea. Mm-hmm. It'd be like playing the uh, the game show Survivor. Yeah, vote him off the island. Yeah, instead of voting off the island, you just kill them and then don't bring mm-hmm. them back. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Or maybe you need to put them in timeout for a week. So you kill them and you take their head and you just wait? Yeah. Or you, you have their your head in your inventory and you go on vacation for a week. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, Jimbo's got the head in his inventory. He can't come back. It's in his ender chest. What do we do? Yeah. Be, uh, be good troll opportunities, but. Yeah. But that's a series I'd love to do. And it doesn't seem like it would be that hard to do. Uh-uh. Playing in that way, I feel you would have to be a very close community. Like, you would want to stay near each other a lot. Yeah. Just to make sure you don't die and no one finds you. Right. And I think uh, Brian had a world like this where him and a few other people were playing hardcore. And Grian ended up dying. Mm-hmm. So then there was just two left. And I think there was just one at the time because the other member was sick. So that could happen. You know what I mean? You could have one player out there at one point. Mm-hmm. But and uh, Grian ended up you know, coming back on somehow, so. Yeah, he basically started his entire season over again, wasn't allowed to touch any of the stuff he had previously built. Mm-hmm. He had to work from scratch again. Yeah. Which I thought was fine. I know some people were like, well, that's not hardcore. It's like, but he started over. It's just he wants to play with his friends on the same world. It's like. Right. 
him dying would punish his friends because they'd have to start a whole new world over. And it's like, no, the way he did it was perfectly fine. Yeah, it could ruin the experience for the other members too. Yeah. If you die. But yeah, it's just the fact that he had to make up new rules because one thing happened that, you know, didn't expect to happen. That's the problem with the whole mm-hmm. hardcore SMP thing. Yeah, you never know. If you don't have a, if you don't have a revival, of course. Mm-hmm. Never know when you just tiptoe off the edge, fall to your death. Yep. Happens a lot, actually. <laughs> we actually have three questions left, but I'm going to do one more and then save the other two for post-show. Okay. This one is, people are building in caves and on mountains. Will you be seeking out a swamp, deep, dark, ancient city, or something entirely different? I guess when the wild update comes out, and it'll be entirely different. Oh, actually, you know what? I have an idea for a swamp starter base, but it is straight up a starter base, and I wouldn't be there more than two months. Yeah, see, I don't know what the swamp feels like now to say I'm going to build there. I already built in the swamp for one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I would like to see how, if anything, you're going to build in the mangrove yep. biome part just because of the new look, the mud, the frogs. You might have frogs throughout different swamps. Just saying the mangrove one looks more new, uh, unique. But, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't see myself building a swamp again. Or the deep dark. Yeah. I feel like it wouldn't be safe to build down there. It could be if there's no shriekers, but I don't see why you would do that. Yeah, I can see ancient cities too. People are very much going to go down there and they're going to rip everything out of there. So there's no chance of the warden spawning. Yep. And basically it's going to become farmable, even though you don't need deep dark to farm the warden. Mm-hmm. But I can see people doing an ancient city more so than anything else. But even though, while it's a very cool structure, it's still a very generic structure. And I think most Minecraft players are better builders. And Mojang knows that because Mojang creates everything as a blank slate for you to build upon. Mm-hmm. So they're trying not to build a full-on city for you. They're trying to give you the foundations for you to build your own. Yeah, and give the game a little more life along the way. Yeah, but those those reinforced blocks, mm-hmm. those can be either very useful or absolutely useless. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about building in the. Oh, I thought it was caves and cliffs. Technically, we're building in caves and cliffs right now. He means the new update. Yeah, I'm not building in caves or on a mountain. Or a cliff. I'm building in the woods. Mm-hmm. You're doing the same. You're building on a island. Mm-hmm. I think Casey would be one that's building on a mountain. A couple people are. Yeah, Croc is in a mountain. I guess it, it depends on if they start updating the biomes. You know, if we do get a big biome update, I might consider one of them depending on what it looks like mm-hmm. for my new base area. But as of right now, all we see is the deep dark, and I'm not going to build there, I don't think. Yeah. Like I said, I've got an idea for a starter house in a swamp, but that being said, I know it's not very big, and I could not live an entire season there. So Yeah, it's a good point. I already did the witch thing. Yeah. <laughs> don't need a swamp. That's the main reason why you build in the swamp. That being said, your last base, I forget it's built in a swamp. Yeah, you can't tell. Because <laughs> you just took that train and said, nope. I think there's, there isn't much swamp left. <laughs> I think it's less swamp than anything else around there. Yeah, it's more hole than it is swamp. Mm-hmm, a swamp hole. <laughs> but yeah, I could have used the deep dark this season for my idea that I'm doing. Do a little bit of opposite of what I'm building. But uh, I think there's another area that's more compatible with that, which is, it was hell. 
I was going to build hell. Yeah. Down deep down in the world, but that's what the Nether is. So I don't know why I would try to bring it <laughs> to the overworld. You just build the portal and say, "Done." There it is. It's all the way down there. Mm. Go in there. You'll end up right where everyone else is. Hey, I found some quartz. Shut up, you. <laughs> yeah, I mean decorating it to make it look mm-hmm. hellish would be cool. Would be a cool look. But uh, yeah, deep dark be. I don't. I don't know. I don't see it as a base. Maybe something to a community collaborative thing. For one, the ancient cities are rare, but kind of like the end island, how people get together, they make a cool-looking end island or an end portal room. Mm-hmm. You know about those. Maybe, you know, players can come together and make their deep dark look a lot cooler than what it is. That'd be cool to see. Yeah. Deep dark build battles. Uh, I think that's going to do it for today's show. Before I have Jimbo read us out, I want to say a huge thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show. Our milk level patrons are Omni, Croc, Fragile Rock, Casey Plays Games, OB, Vipers Tuna, and WireGuy. If you too would like to get access to exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash the withering effect. If you like the show, you can share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, rate and follow us so you can never miss a future episode. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you'd like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at thewitheringeffect.com. Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord, where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links will be in the show notes. This show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our digital producer, Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be. And the amazing music you hear in the intro and outro is created by the one and only Decoy. Everyone's social media info can be found in the show notes. You guys have been awesome as always. Thank you so much for getting weathered with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys.